Welcome to another fine edition of the Art and Span Show podcast. What's going on? It's Art. Super excited about this one. Uh, if you don't know about Watain, they are a Swedish black metal band and a band that has a lot of controversy and they are a very polarizing band. Um, I found out about Watain through one of my friends. He was like, you have to check this band out. They're insane. I listened to them and I was like, wow, this is interesting. This is a, this is a different side of black metal while still paying homage to the black metal legends. And then I went to YouTube and I looked them up online and was completely shocked, horrified, and intrigued of the whole element that Watain brings to every single show. Since then... I've been trying to do everything I could to see them live. And obviously, you know, a band's playing overseas that come over to the States. It's a, it's, it's like a, you need to go to the show because you don't know how many times it's going to happen again. And especially with, with Watain, uh, because when they traveled over here for the shows with Morbid Angel and everything, their guitarist actually got uh, sent back. They uh, said, no, sorry, we looked through your phone and uh, we found offensive pictures and, and we go into it more in the details with my interview with Eric from Watain. But I will warn you, if you are sensitive to blood and guts and uh, morbid stuff, this this podcast may not be the one for you, but uh, it is very interesting for me to be able to uh, sit down and, and talk with Eric from Watain. He doesn't do many interviews, and the fact that I, I had the opportunity to do an interview with him, I'm forever grateful for. Uh, people have certain energies or auras about them. Like, you know how you meet someone, and you're like, kind of just have this aura about you. And that, that was definitely the case with Eric. It was like, whew, this is heavy. He definitely uh, lives what he is about. I, I have no doubt about that. And seeing them live was something that I'll never forget. It was just such a unique and awesome experience. Without further ado, uh, this podcast, real quick, brought to you by Charlotte Shoe Repair. If you have not picked up your boots from Charlotte Shoe Repair, for one, shame on you. For two, you got to keep your feet warm. You want to keep your feet comfortable and looking good. There's no better place to go to than Charlotte Shoe Repair in downtown Charlotte. Without further ado, here is my interview. Again, Parental discretion advice. Uh, Watain, Eric from Watain on the Art and Span Show podcast. Enjoy. Michigan's Rock Station Q106. We are hanging out before the Watain Show with Eric from Watain. How are you, sir? Good. I'm doing pretty well. Good, good. And obviously on tour with Morbid Angel. How's the tour been going so far? You guys are on the tail end of it, correct? We're about a little bit more than halfway. Mm-hmm. I think we've got 11 shows left as yeah. of today. We did about 15. So now it's, it's, it's plowing on. It's, yeah. it's, it's really it's pretty much what we hoped for it to be. You know? Yeah, and we'll get the uh, TMZ drama out of the way and get to the more important questions. But obviously dealing with uh, losing a guitarist for this tour, right. uh, what was that experience like? Because obviously coming to a country that is supposed to be free and dealing with the, you know, with the troubles with border and everything like that, what was that experience like as a whole? Uh, well, I'd like to say that it was a new experience. It wasn't really. It's not the f- definitely not the first time we encountered that kind of a situation. It's probably definitely not the last either. Right. You know. So um, I think what it does is just that it's you know everything that you've been planning for. Like I mean, f- as far as me and Pella are concerned, we we work. I mean, three months right. every day before a tour. You know, like yeah. pre- prepare everything from. 
what we're going to have on the stage to the set list to, of course, obvious things like rehearsing and right. logistics, crew members and everything like that. So yeah. once we got to know that Pella wasn't coming and all of that gets a bit like thrown up on, into the air and you got to be ready to just catch the pieces as they're falling yeah. down again, you know. But um, but we, we, we made it work and uh, we, we, we made the decision to, to go anyway uh, because we felt like we could still... Uh, we could still do something that that properly represented where Vatain is at right now, you know. So I feel like the the reasoning too was such a ignorant reason. He didn't commit any crimes. He didn't do anything that was illegal. They literally yeah. looked at his phone, saw some pictures, investigated the band, and right. sent him back. Correct. Right, and uh, I mean, from what I hear, you know, from what our lawyers tell us and so forth, I mean, it's like it's it's definitely a very debatable decision but on the other hand they're not surprised at all because people down there you know th- this is the this is the border police in in georgia mm-hmm. uh dealing with a guy coming in from mexico looking like uh i don't know <laughs> looking like trouble i suppose and uh yeah i mean that they're 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 told to be they're told to be nervous they're mm-hmm. told to be on it they're told to be uh, like very suspicious towards everything and then situations like this is going to happen right what, I- what, in your opinion, is the biggest difference between a U.S. audience and an overseas audience? Oh, the audience? Yeah, the audience itself. Oh, man, that's that's a very hard thing to reply. I mean, for me, touring the U.S. is like touring like Europe. You know, every day, day is going to be different, okay. totally. You know, I mean, the Texas audience is wild as f- mm-hmm. In the t- south in California, you got a lot of Mexicans coming, which is obviously great. You know, they're wild. Mm-hmm. Uh up in yeah, I mean, you you, you get different uh, kids coming out every night. Yeah. Really, you know, it's like coming to a different country every night. I would say, yeah. As, uh, as, apart from that, everyone speaks the same language and like have to I don't know deal with the same. T- right. I guess you know, as far as like <laughs> yeah, uh, as far as laws and, and all of that goes. But but um, it's it's a it's a beautiful country to tour in the sense that you know you can really sense that there is. Uh, that there, there's a hunger and there's frustration and there's uh, there's a lot of like there's a lot of you know I think yearning for for a kind of like individual independence. I think we, we get we get that a lot. You know when, when talking to fans outside the venues and so on or, or at the shows, like it's you, you really get a feeling that like people are very uh, cautious about their their own independence and their own you know integrity and things like that. So at least our at least our crowd, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's that, that's always like a good uh, kind of basic setting to to right. go from, right? Like when you know you're performing in front of people like that, you you know you're you know you're doing what, something right. right, right? Now, uh, what I've noticed about your band that is so unique is the disciple following that you have too. Right. Obviously, yeah. there's chapters yeah. all over the world, and not only that, but the offerings that they bring you too, and it's just right. such a unique thing that not many bands have as right. as a you know not to sound cliche, but a cult following. Right. Uh, what is your interpretation of that, and did you expect that to happen when you started the band? Uh, well, we definitely didn't expect that when we started the band. It was we, I guess we didn't really expect anything at all, apart from the three of us doing everything we could, mm-hmm. you know, to, to to make it into something. Uh, everything that that came along and was added on throughout the years was all quite unexpected you know that's the beauty of it all i mean it's it's all being in a band like this is a very unpredictable situation that can unfold as we have seen now in in all kinds of ways right and again that's that that i think is one of the like things that i really like about it but but to come back to the disciples um i think uh, i'd like to think that the 
you know the dedication and the the, the devotion of, of of that of the club is a reflection of how we do things you know and and, and I think that a lot of our diehard fans are I, I guess they I, I guess they kind of take something out of our attitude and you know our, our way of approaching the band you know and, and kind of adapt that to a uh, what, what 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 could easily be called like a fan club scenario, but that, but that they made into something way beyond that. Yeah, it's know? deeper. It's so to me, it's so much deeper. And yeah, but 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 you have it right there because like you know, sure, Vatane is a, is a band like any other band, but it's also something way more, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Disciples Club, sure, you can call it a fan club, but it's also something way more. So, so that's I think that's the that's the angle, you know. And uh, it's uh, I mean the the club is a uh, is a. Uh, it's a thing on its own. It's not. It's not uh, run by the band. It's, right. it's it's run by people close to us, but it's not run by the band. And I mean, all the internal working, such as like when people come out with offerings and so on to the show, which is kind of known outside of the club. It's like a known phenomena, but but what's known kind of stops there as well. I mean, right. all of the club politics are internal things, and and that's you know we we deal with all the club related business within the club and that's right. that you know yeah now obviously this is my first show experience seeing you guys All live right. and i've i've been wanting to go for years and years but there's always stuff that's gotten in the way so i'm very excited for the show tonight but i also am curious as to how you know there's the blood there's the fire there's the production of it and we live especially in america a very sensitive pc culture what in your opinion makes you keep going with that because it's so easy to just conform and be like oh you know we'll take the blood but you guys haven't you guys have continued and continued because it's an artistic form of the band yeah but why is that it's so important to you well you know i mean one one has to when 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 speaking about it in these kind of terms you know you're talking about a modern you call it pc society and then on the other hand we got this thing that we're doing that I don't really know how that relates to PC but more like it, it maybe it's a quite it's not a very modern thing that we're doing I suppose it's maybe quite on the contrary maybe it's something we're, de- we're dealing with quite like primal ancient things here you know that is what the blood is that is what the fire is that is what the, the noise that we make on stage is that is what the lyrics are they're all very non-modern things mm-hmm. by themselves. No, I think the, what I meant, like the politically correctness, PC. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not that super familiar with that term and exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what it implies. But, but uh, to put it like this, I mean, all the things that we're doing are, of course, going to be on a kind of a collision course with a modern world. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. There's, of course, going to be situations where we're going to have to deal with people. At venues, for example, that are way used to more like, I don't know, ordinary modern day life kind right. of rock and roll setups, you know, and we're not really like that. So, of course, we, we uh, there's a lot of interesting <laughs> situations every day occurring on the road. But on the other hand, we got such a we got a super professional uh, booking team and a tour logistics team behind us that try to make sure that those situations do not escalate into something that you know where we couldn't do well, and I think it's putting you in the venues and places that respect your art and respect who you guys are as right. a band there's, there's definitely like dialogue before a tour is booked like right. where, where we could actually do what we want to do now obviously you know there was major differences at least in my opinion between The Wild Hunt and then Wolf Clips listening to those albums and moving forward with the band what is expected because it's such a different sound between 2013 and 2018 for the band well I mean compare uh, God of Emptiness with Morbid Angel to 
the stuff from their first demos. I mean, there's yeah. always got to be a... As far as I'm concerned, you know, if you do something that is truly from your heart, that you're not writing albums for record labels, or you're not writing albums for magazines, but if you if you keep on doing it for yourself and for yeah. the people that appreciate it, I think there's always going to be a sense of progression. There's always going to be things going on all the time. You can't just stay in the same place doing the same thing all over right. again. I think what's really important is like trying not to look at it as... You know, here's another album, and compared to the last one, it's like this. You know, I try to never look at it like that. I, I think every Watain album is very much about where the band is at right at that point in time, you know. Mm -hmm. And with The Wild Hunt, we were, man, we were far out, out at sea on that one, you know, like mm -hmm. in so many ways. Yeah. In so many ways, you know, and and uh, in a good way, definitely, mm -hmm. but still, you know, pretty pretty far out. Well, and know. I think the numbers show for it, too, because for that album, uh, one of the most popular songs, like on all the streaming services and everything, is a slower song. Yeah, and that's, that's weird as fuck. It that's, is. That's, it, that's, that's like, you know, that that's a very, <laughs> that's a kind of an annoying reality I have to deal is with. Is it? Because, yeah, because, you know what happened? I think, I think with that song, with They Wrote On, it got so much attention, and sure, it, I get it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in hindsight, I get it, but that really wasn't the plan at all. It was yeah. just going to be there and like here's something different. Does it well. irritate you because, in your opinion, that isn't a representation of the band as a whole? It irritates me because it seem people seem to be interested in it just because it sticks out, and that's a little bit like. Mm -hmm. If you want to know what Votain is about, that's not your point right. of entry. Right, that's not the know? first thing you would you no. would point out. And I and, and so that that's a little bit annoying. But yeah. on the other hand, it's like you know I, I think once people start to realize a little bit, you know, about what what kind of band they're dealing with and approaching, then you know they'll, they'll get it eventually. Yeah, yeah. What is uh, a couple more questions, if I may? Right. Uh, what is something on because obviously living this lifestyle, people think that you are Eric from this metal band that spits blood and fight but you have a different side to you as well obviously what is something on your playlist on your musical playlist that fans would not expect that you listen oh, to oh that they would not expect yeah an, an artist oh, or shit. I mean, what do they expect? I don't know. Do they listen, do they expect that I only listen to like raw black? I think metal uh, well, and I think that's a generalization. All but right. yeah, like if they well, if, if that's the case, mm -hmm. uh, some of the latest stuff that I've been listening to, I, I I really love this band from Australia called Emil and the Sniffers. Okay, which is like a kind of old school punk rock band with a really good vocalist. Uh, it's usually like my 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 girlfriend. She turns me on to most new music. I'm a bit of like an old like caveman when it comes to music, <laughs> but she turns me yeah. on to this all this new stuff. And it's a, it's a lot like there's also this band called Surfboard from New York that is also like a punk band. Okay, uh, that I really like. And uh, what else? Okay, something that they really yeah. Like, are you like, an Adele fan? Do you know who Adele is? No. No? Okay, that's good. But uh, <laughs> there's a Swedish band called First Aid Kit that I like a lot. Okay. They're doing like traditional country music, two girls that have fucking beautiful voices and write really beautiful music. Yeah. Uh, a fourth one would be Anna von Hauswolf, who's touring with Swans later, I think, early next year in the States. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Swans, but and Anna's music really makes like perfect sense in that environment, I think. you know. Yeah. So like I, I listen to a lot of a lot of different shit. Um, it's not just black metal well, or I dark mean, metal twenty four seven. Definitely not. But uh, I, I'd say my record collection, like my physical record collection, is I don't know. 
70% black and death metal. Mm -hmm. Ah, 70% metal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the rest would be like punk and noise, industrial stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What what are the plans for for the band for 2020 and moving forward? So uh, we, uh, once every now and then, we put a halt to everything like we put a date like after this we don't make any plans mm-hmm. and we try to do that around this new year's eve so it's going, taking a break yeah kind of but it's going so and so because we already got coming up so yeah uh we're um we're gonna announce three the three last shows for trident wolf eclipse uh during 2020 okay uh out of which one is in is gonna be in the states oh that's awesome in august um but we're close to finalizing the third of these three, and then we're going to announce them all at the same time. Okay. So obviously that allows for a lot of other room for other stuff to delve into during next year. We've yeah. been working on a movie for the past two and a half year. That's that's awesome. That's looking pretty grim right now, in a good way. Yeah. And uh, like a documentary. Something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. Like a, so a kind like of what, a, kind of like a year and a half in the life of Metallica, but with a morbid touch to it okay so not like mayhem where they did the whole had actors and everything it's going to be you guys then correct yeah yeah yeah. no (laughs) definitely not like that i just want to make sure yeah sure no it's it's like a i would say like it's a it's a documentary based movie yeah Yeah. i think that there's so much interesting things about the band that people don't know about or may not know about and i feel like that documentary is going to greatly help showcase what you your true selves right i want to i want to do it because I want to have something to refer to when people just want to have like an overall idea about what this band actually is and not have it be just they wrote on <laughs> right or <laughs> right. like or right. you know like I mean if you read one interview from some year in some magazine you get a totally different idea from this other one a few yeah. years later so I think a movie like that where people actually have got to sit down and watch things and like take it to them for two yeah. hours without hopefully without much distraction you know I think that's the that's the way to go. And since Vatain is also a very visual band, uh, I like to take the visual element into it yeah. as well, like to the storytelling and like. Yeah, well, I'm excited for the show. I can't yeah. wait. Thank you so much, Eric, for your Thank time. You, Eric from Vatain on Q106. Thank you.